without further ado, please come to your comfortable cross-legged seat. Cross your legs at the ankles. You can widen your sits bones back and apart before sitting up on the edge of some padding or sitting directly onto your mat. Close your eyes. Rest your hands on your thighs, either palms to face down for a more grounded energy or palms to face up for a more rising energy. And then slide your hands up your thighs to situate your elbows below your armpits. Notice your breath. Notice your breath as you've brought it into the room this morning. What are its qualities? Are you breathing deeply, quickly, raggedly, or are you breathing the opposite of those things? Just notice, take note of your breath and then your physical state this morning. Is there anything that's calling for your attention out of discomfort, out of soreness, even pain? Whatever is calling for your mind's attention, allow your attention to be drawn by those signals from your body. So that is what we will be working with for the entire 90 minutes of practice, this communication between body and mind. If there is ever an instruction or a position that uh, causes your body to give you a pain response, then listen for that. Settle into your seat, relaxing feet, ankles, shins and calves, knees and thighs. Feel your sits bones left and right on the surface beneath you. And try to even out the weight distribution between the two sides. You might imagine roots growing from your legs and hips into the floor so that the energy of your body extends beyond your body connects you to the floor, to the earth. And then from that deeply rooted seat, grow tall through your spine. Lift actively out of your waistline. Tilt your chin parallel to the floor. Draw the sides of your neck back. Lengthen the back of your neck as you lift through the crown of your head. Grow taller. And then everyone together, shrug your shoulders towards your ears, lifting into your armpits, lengthening the sides of your body, and then loop your shoulder blades onto your upper back, creating a tone at your upper back, causing your chest to not only lift but open. And now allow the forearms to weigh towards the floor, and with them drawing the shoulder blades down the back side of the chest as they draw together. Maintain all of these actions and now bring your attention to your upper abdomen. This, this action is often called knitting the ribs together. So think about the soft fabric used in knitting, the soft wool and thread. So just think about bringing that softness to your upper abdomen as you begin to tone there. Left and right front lower ribs knit together and then draw just subtly towards your spine. Bringing a little bit of warmth there 
some length to the lower back. This is Sukhasana or easy pose. Find softness in your skin. Release expression from your face. And turn again to your breath, breathing in and out through your nostrils. Each breath growing a little bigger. Each exhale emptying more fully. Begin Ujjayi Pranayama by drawing in a gentle contraction at the back of your throat, making your breath audible. And depending on whether it's audible to just you or everybody in the room is up to you. So just as the palms were going to set a tone for your energy, the level of volume to your breath is going to set a tone for your energy this morning. So if you need to settle... Maybe palms down would correspond with a quiet ujjayi pranayama. Maybe palms up would correspond with a more active, loud, um, resounding breath. So again, you're in constant dialogue with your body, making these decisions. And the decisions you make in any given pose are going to change every time you visit that posture. What is your experience on the mat today? And we'll breathe through three more rounds of Ujjayi Pranayama together. Wherever you're at with your breathing, exhale fully and we'll inhale for the slow count of five. Beginning one, two, three, four, five. Fill at the top and hold for a moment, expansive. And with control, exhale for five, four, three, two, and one. Possibly engaging root lock at the bottom of your exhale for a moment. And then next breath, inhaling from bottom to top. One, two, Three, four, five, fill and hold, feel breath in the back body. And then exhale with control from top to bottom. Five, four, three, two, one. Again, invitation to engage, root lock, mula bandha. And last, biggest breath in together. Inhale, one, two, three, four, Five, fill and hold, and exhale. Five, four, three, two, and one. Again, invitation for that root lock. Hold, and then resume your breath, either choosing to breathe with the Ujjayi Pranayama technique throughout the class or releasing the contraction at the back of your throat. Bring your palms together in front of your heart as you widen out through your elbows, broaden across your collarbones. We'll invoke the moving practice by chanting the mantra Om three times. Please chant along if you feel comfortable doing so or just listen to the other voices in the room as we bring our individual voices together. Exhale. And inhale for Om.
Bow your head to your heart, release your palms to your thighs, then lift your head as you open your eyes. Okay, welcome. Take any padding off to the side of your mat as you come forward into a cat or into a tabletop pose, setting up for cat and cow. Place your wrists below your shoulders, knees slightly behind your hips, hip width distance apart. Inhale, belly and chest sink towards the floor as tailbone and gaze lift skyward into cow pose. As you exhale, round your spine, chin to chest, tailbone towards the floor, belly button towards the ceiling, and continue to move with your breath. So allow the breath to dictate the pace of your movement, using the entire course of your breath to find the complete expression of each posture. And always, this is a great place in the practice to check in. What are you feeling in your spine? And just as we grew the breath gradually, think about how time and breath begin to grow the range of motion of your spine here. So maybe each cow, the back contracts a little more strongly, the heart opens, the pelvis broadens. Each cat, the front body engages a little more creating more and more space along the back side of the spine between each vertebra. And then inhale back to a neutral spine. Take your right foot between your hands. And then exhale, send your hips back, right toes to the sky. Round your back like cat pose. Tuck your chin to your chest as you send your hips back. Inhale, bring your hips down and forward, curl your upper back like cat pose, and move with your breath here. So this is a little bit more movement than cat and cow, so if you would like to take an additional breath in each posture, do so. Just use the exhale to send the hips back and round the spine, and use an inhale to bring the hips forward and curl the upper back, just juicing up the hips. And with these preliminary movements not being so concerned with the expression of the posture, but the effect of the postures in our bodies, starting to wake some things up that might have been dormant either for a long time or just for the night. And one more inhale, chest lifts, hips melts. And then exhale, come back to a tabletop position and switch sides, left foot forward. And as you exhale, hips move back, spine rounds, left toes point to the sky. And as you inhale, hips move down and forward, curl in the upper back. And then again, use your breath to inform your movement, maybe moving with each exhale and each inhale, maybe taking an extra moment, an extra breath in each shape, exploring the sensation in your hips along the back of the front leg. And again, moving the spine in a similar way as cat and cow. And one more inhale to bring you forward, arc in the upper back, melt the hips, and then exhale back to 
tabletop. Angle your right shin out to the right, about a 45 degree angle, and then stack your left hip, your left shoulder on top of your right side. Come into a modified side plank here. Begin to lift your left heel to the height of your left hip, no higher. Point your left toes and then bend your knee, reach back for the outside of the foot or ankle, keeping the knee at hip height as you begin to kick the foot into your hand, pressing the left thigh towards the wall that your back is now facing. For balance, you might look down here, but if you're feeling stable, you can start to turn your gaze up. Tilt the sides of your neck back, tops of the ears back, melting the left shoulder blade deeply onto the back of the heart. Kind of a half bow pose here on the left side, opening up the chest, curling in the upper back, as you press the thigh back, tuck the tailbone forward to lengthen through your lower spine. And then look down and release. Back through tabletop and second side. Left uh, shin angles out for balance. And then hips stack, shoulders stack, modified side plank. And then right heel lifts to the height of the hip. Point your toes, bend your knee. Reach for the outside of your foot or ankle. Once you have that good grip, begin to press your thigh back as you tuck your tailbone forward. So lower spine lengthens, pelvis presses forward as thigh moves back, shoulder blade onto the back of the chest, chest is broad and turning towards the sky. Maybe neck gets in line as you tilt the sides of the neck back, tops of the ears back, Open up. And we're going to revisit this pose from our half moon pose into our Ardachandra Chapasana, or sometimes called candy cane pose. So remember that you can do this. And then look down, release back through tabletop. And press uh, and walk your knees back or walk your hands forward as you tuck your toes under. So send your hips all the way back to your heels as we set up for a down dog, but we're not lifting the knees quite yet. Spread your fingers and your palms and then root through your knuckles. So flatten your palms against the floor. Think about how long you are creating uh, your body from fingertips, armpits, back to hips. Try to keep that length, hips pressing back as you slowly begin to lift your knees off of the floor, starting with a very bent-legged, downward-facing dog position. Okay, hands press down and forward. No creases along the front of your wrists. And then one leg can bend at a time, sending the opposite heel towards the floor and walking your dog slowly from side to side here. Checking out each leg in turn, noticing if one side is shorter or tighter than the other and always, uh, so always searching for more balance in our practice. So if you find an imbalance, can you use a little bit more time and attention on that tighter or needier side? Then walk your dog to stillness, press your hands down and forward, lift your hips up and back, put that butt print on the wall behind you, and then inhale to come forward into plank. We're going to warm up with our five push-ups. Exhale, bend your elbows back as you lower down with control. Inhale, possibly coming to your knees. 
as you come back up. Exhale, hips move you back briefly into down dog. That's one. Inhale, come forward to plank. Exhale, lower with control. Again, possibly coming to knees. Inhale as you press. Exhale, hips bring you back. Inhale, forward. Exhale, lower. Inhale, press. Exhale, hips lead you up and back. Inhale as you come forward. Root through your index finger. Exhale, lower down. Root through the index finger as you press up. Exhale, hips lead you back. Last one, first set. Inhale, forward. Exhale, lower. Inhale, press. And exhale, hips lead you up and back. Look to the front of your mat and slowly step your feet to the top of your mat into a forward fold. Feet, feet hip width distance apart. And as you are in this forward fold, roll weight forward in your feet to the base of your toes. So not into the toes themselves, but into what I call your toe knuckles. Evenly grounding through the base of your big toe and the base of your smallest toes. And now bend your knees to rest your torso on your thighs as you hang your upper body forward, taking hold of opposite biceps or opposite forearms making any movement here to encourage the upper body to let go to the draw of the earth. So maybe head nods yes and no, maybe elbows sway from side to side. Personally, I like to take my rib cage, walk it down my thighs to create more length in my torso and my low back. So just allow the legs to support the upper body in this inverted posture. And then bring your fingertips to the floor. Now begin that long journey towards straight or straighter legs. As you press your outer hips to the sky, as you actively extend the crown of your head towards the earth. Use all of that length that you generated from the previous posture and add to it. Actively crown the head towards the floor. As the elbows start to bend out to either side of the room, pull your shoulders out of your ears. And keeping the legs and hips as they are, bring your palms to your shins, straighten your arms, extend your chest forward. Cow pose to the upper back. Breathe here. So feel the shoulder blades contracting behind your heart. Feel the shoulder blades sliding back towards your hips as your heart moves forward. Exhale and fold. Inhale, arms sweep out, up and overhead, rising all the way up to standing. Exhale, arms down by your sides. Okay, moving into Tadasana. Again, feet can remain hip-width distance apart for this first one. As you come to standing, shift weight to your heels. And as weight shifts back into your heels, feel your legs engaged. Kneecaps lift up. Shoulders roll back, and shoulder blades pull down the back of the chest. Interlace your fingers behind your back. Wrapping your elbows towards one another again, securing your shoulders together behind your heart. Notice the tendency for the lower ribs to jut forward. Gently knit them in as you lengthen the low back down. Now begin to straighten your elbows, reaching your knuckles towards the floor, possibly bringing your palms together. And then we're just going to do a little love for the neck. Look one direction, keeping your chin parallel to the floor. Look forward and look the other direction. 
keeping shoulders drawing down the back of the chest as you move your head from side to side. Again, just exploring the range of motion. Maybe deepening it with time and with breath. And then gaze back to center. Drop your right ear towards your right shoulder as you continue to reach your knuckles down. Shoulder blades down the back of the chest and head nods forward and back. And feeling the trapezius muscles on your left side and holding in any place that it feels, again, particularly in need or in want of some attention. So using these postures to have a deeper communication with our bodies. So there might be something there that you didn't even realize. And then head back through center and left ear towards your left shoulder. Right shoulder blade down the back. And then head nods forward and back. So this is one thing that I've noticed that <laughs> the more I do it, I really do gain a lot of range of motion because I tend to be particularly tight in, uh, in the neck along the upper, upper back and shoulders. So notice what a little bit of attention does. And then head back to center, release your arms and you can shake them out, and then grab your strap. Again, stand in Tadasana legs, strap extends out in front of you, keeping a shape width distance between your hands. So grip the strap well, but no need for uh, white knuckles here. Extend your hands forward and then plug your arms into your shoulder sockets. Keep that as you slowly lift the strap overhead. Knuckles to the sky, shoulders away from your ears, lower ribs in and back, weight in the heels. Exhale, upper body leans to the right, keeping chest and hips squared forward. Inhale, through center, grow tall, and exhale to the left. And again, move with your breath, inhaling, growing tall through center, exhale to one side. And again, with the breath, with time, the movement starts to go deeper. So always trying to think about your experience into these shapes as being a gradual one. So if we ever do anything in class that you've never done before, really approach it as the, just the very beginning of the journey. And if you've done things many times, think about the course of your life and how many more times you will do that. Okay, after one more visit to the left, come through center and then tilt your gaze up. Continue to lengthen through your knuckles, lift into your heart and engage your breath. Inhale, inflate your chest. Exhale, allow your heart to float higher to the sky. Now begin to pull your biceps back behind your ears, keeping your shoulder blades drawing down the back. Imagine a huge Pilates-style ball behind you, and you're just leaning into that, the support of that rounded shape. So the head tilts back, keeping the back of the neck long. The chest tilts back, keeping the heart lifted. Shifting weight continually to your heels, as your arms go back, your knuckles point back, your gaze goes back. Always breathing. And then chest forward, arms forward, head forward. And you can release the strap to one side. Okay, let's bring the inner feet together. Base of the big toes and the inner heels touch. 
Inhale, sweep your arms overhead. You might look up. And exhale, gracefully flow forward. Fingertips to the floor in front of you. Weight shifting forward. Inhale, palms come to shins. Extend your spine. Cow to the upper back. Exhale, fold with the breath. Head released. Inhale, sweep your way up to standing. Arms overhead. And exhale, palms to heart center. Again, with the breath. Inhale, sweep up. And exhale, gracefully flow forward, shifting weight forward in the feet, head released. Inhale, palms to shins, cow to the upper back. Exhale and fold again. Inhale, arms bring you up. And exhale, palms to heart center. And we'll do our flow into fierce pose or awkward chair. Inhale, arms overhead. Exhale, flow forward. Inhale, palms to shins, cow to the upper back. Exhale, walk your hands behind your heels and sit down into your imaginary chair. So thighs are parallel to the floor. Concentrate first on the rounding of the lower back by tucking your chin to your chest, pull your forehead towards or eventually all the way to your knees as your hips remain low. Pull your belly button away from your waistline to round your lower back as you tuck your tailbone towards your heels. Keep your low back and legs as they are as you look forward. Arms reach forward like you're holding a box. Arms forward, waistline back, and now peel your chin and chest away from the floor. Sweep your biceps back towards or eventually behind your ears as you continue to sink the hips low. Weight in the heels. Inner feet, inner knees together. Waistline back. Heart curls towards the sky. Cat pose in the low back. Cow pose in the upper back. Hold, soften your face, and breathe. Five, four, three, two, one, and fold forward, hips high, head low. Inhale, palms come to shins, cow to the upper back. Exhale, fold, fingertips to the floor. Inhale, arms sweep up. Exhale, palms to heart center and hands on your hips. Okay, a little balance here. Left foot rounds, so you can spread the toes of your left foot to create a wider base. And then right heel comes to a hover. So if this isn't your usual studio to practice in, <laughs> you always get to experience this nice squishy floor, which will invariably help your balance. Extend down through your heel, pull back through your toes, find your focal point, soft eyes, and then bend your right knee. Make big circles with your toes, exploring range of motion of your ankle and then toes in the other direction. And then with the whole foot, exploring the knee, one direction and the other direction, keeping the hips at an even height all the while. And then knee, big circles. Go as high as you can with the knee, as much to the right, as much to the left. Maybe hearing some weird sounds happening. <laughs> And then the other direction. And have, always have a light heart about balance, as maybe you can do something one day and not the next. And then right heel to a hover, pull back through your toes, and then release the right foot down. Okay, shake out the right leg. Time to stand on the right leg. Left leg comes to a hover. Heel towards the floor, toes back towards your face, lengthening along the back of the leg as you contract along the top of the leg. Hips at an even height as you bend the knee. 
Big circles with the toes, one direction. Maybe some popping in the ankle, and then in the other direction. And then big circles with the whole foot with the heel, one direction, and the other direction. These are like the, the basic tune-up moves. And then with the knee, one direction. And in the other direction. A few circles both ways. Okay. And then back to a hover. Reach through your heel. Pull back through your toes. Hips and even height. And then release the foot down. Okay, so I think today we're going to face the brick wall for the next couple of poses. So we're going to do a couple of goddess poses and then a wide-legged forward fold. So um, if you'd like, you can have blocks on the floor in front of you to ground your head in wide-legged forward fold. You may or may not need them. Okay, let's first step into goddess pose. A very regular um, pose I teach when I'm pregnant. Um, <laughs> so keep, start with your heels about three feet apart, and you can always shift your heels as you come down into this. I always find I don't gauge it exactly right the first time. Turn your toes out at about a 45 degree angle. Hands on the hips. Shoulders on the back, heart lifted, tailbone lengthening down. And then begin to bend your knees in the direction of your toes, sinking your tailbone towards the floor. So make sure you can see your big toes at the inseams of your knees. So this is about extending through the inner thighs, contracting through the outer hips, engaging the abdomen, drawing the lower ribs in and back, lifting the heart. And then now just take your hands to your thighs. Exhale, left shoulder towards right thigh. Inhale to center. Exhale, other side. Inhale, center. Just a couple rounds of this. Exhale. Inhale, center. Exhale. Inhale, center. Sweep your arms out like football goalposts. Extend through your inner thighs, sinks through your hips, tailbone down, chest lifts up and back. Elbows into your armpits, shoulder blades strong on the back. Good. Weight in the heels. Five. Soften your face. Four. Three. Two. One. Straighten your legs. Release your arms. Okay, briefly walk your feet back together. And then we'll take our wide-legged forward fold. And... Um, Feel free to go up into your tripod headstand now, but I will instruct it later in class. So you can also just save it till then if you want to do it. Step your feet wide apart, so wider than the previous pose. And then turn your toes in just slightly from parallel with the outside edges of your mat. Find that gives you a little bit better grip. Start with weight in your heels as you're standing. Elbows point back, chest lifts up. Lengthen along the front side of your torso. And then with an exhale, hinge forward at your hips, shifting weight forward in your feet as you plant your wrist below your shoulders. Okay, we usually skip this part, but we're going to pull the chest forward, bring cow pose to the upper back as you press your thigh bones back, lift your kneecaps up, 
And now exhale to fold forward. Walk your hands back, eventually lining up your fingertips with your toes, eventually walking your hands even further back, lining your fingertips up with your heels. All the while keeping your wrists and elbows shoulder width distance apart. And now, maybe today your head comes to the floor, maybe not. If your head cannot come to the floor today, then that's why you have your props in front of you. One block, two blocks, whatever it takes to get your head grounded this morning. So weight is rolling forward on the feet, not into the toes. So make sure your toes are not discoloring with pressure. Toes remain light as you ground through the knuckles of the feet. The big toe as well as the smallest toe. Extend down through the crown of your head, whatever your head is grounded on. So just like we did in our initial seated pose, you're not just setting a hop the floor, but you're extending energy from your body down into the earth, now through the crown of your head. Lift into your hips. Press your inner thighs towards the wall behind you and then begin to widen them apart so you get this sense of the pelvis broadening as it tilts forward. Okay, so some time here, some concentrated attention on this back side of your body may already have started to open this posture up to, the, to you. So maybe the blocks come to a lower setting. Maybe if your head is already on the floor, your feet start to walk closer together. And then always uh, pay attention to the neck, keeping the shoulders moving out of the ears to keep the sides and the back of the neck long. Good. Really nice. And then as you're ready, walk your hands forward, wrists below your shoulders, and then hands to hips, elbows to the sky as you shift back to standing and heel toe your feet back together. Okay, as promised, we're gonna do goddess more than once. So step your feet back into that goddess shape, toes angled out, chest lifted, tailbone down, bend your knees in the direction of your toes. Extend through your inner thighs, contract through your outer hips. Inhale, sweep your arms overhead. Exhale, right arm underneath your left. Cross your arms above the elbows, wrap your forearms and possibly bring palms together or grab shoulders if you can't bring palms together. Hips down, elbows up, forearms away from your face, shoulder blades away from your ears. Sink your hips, weight in the heels, lift your elbows, open up your wrists, elbows and shoulders. And then inhale, arms overhead. Exhale, left arm underneath your right. Wrap your, wrap your forearms, bring your palms together or grab shoulders. Elbows lift, forearms away from the face, shoulder blades down the back. Extension through the inner thighs, weight in the heels, sink your tailbone, lift your chest, and inhale, arms up, straighten your legs. Exhale, arms at your sides and heel toe, your feet back together. That's enough of the brick wall. <laughs> and step into downward facing dog. And do what you like in your dog. Work with bent legs, work towards straight legs. If you'd like, give your dog a little walk. 
And then with an inhale, lift your right leg up and back for three-legged dog. Look forward and lunge the right foot forward. Long stride. Knee over heel. Back heel pointing towards the sky. Melt your hips down and forward till right thigh is parallel to the floor. And then counter the melt of your hips by lifting through your left inner thigh. Back leg is straight and strong. Heel reaching back as chest extends forward. Shoulders away from your ears. Be here. Notice your legs. Gentle scissoring of the feet together to tone the legs and square the hips. Maintain those actions as left hand comes to the floor, right hand comes to your right thigh. Begin to shift your left ribs towards your right thigh as you stack your shoulders. Take your right arm to the sky. If you'd like, stay here, or if you'd like to open it up, continue to wrap your left ribs towards your right inner thigh as you attempt to embrace the whole sky, going deeper into the twist, continuing to lift the back thigh, reach through the heel, extend through the crown of the head, and then look down, release down, left knee to the floor. Let me briefly check my notes here. What was I thinking? Okay, I think we're on track. Okay. Hands to your front thigh. Lift your chest. So we have a pretty squishy floor here, but if you'd like, you can add extra padding, either in the form of a blanket or a folded mat under the left knee. Lift your chest up, draw your waistline back, look over your right shoulder. Point your left toes and bend your left knee. This might be plenty. If you would like, or if you are able, grab the outside of the left foot with your hand. If you have a strap handy and can't grab the foot, you can use the strap. Shift your chest to the right wall and begin to melt your hips down and forward. Possibly left fingertips come back to the floor as your hips melt. Possibly left forearm comes all the way to the floor. Kick your foot into your hand as you continue to draw your heel towards your hip. So this is a big quad stretch. And again, let your body dictate where the pose goes. I'm giving you guidelines. If your body says, no, we're getting off the bus here, then stay there. For me personally, this feels like a pose I could do 20 times and it would not cease to be wild. Okay, release your right foot and find your way back to downward facing dog. Okay, that was one side. Second side, inhale, left leg lifts. Look forward, lunge the left foot forward. Again, same long stride. Lift up onto fingertips on either side of your front foot. Melt the hips down and forward till left thigh is parallel, and then lift strongly through your back inner upper thigh. Back leg straight, back leg strong, heel extending, long line from your heart to your heel. Heel extending back, chest extending forward, shoulder blades on the back. Keep your legs as they are. Gently scissor your feet towards one another to square your hips. Keep that right hand on the floor, left hand on your left thigh. Shift your right ribs towards your left thigh to stack your shoulders. Lift your left arm, extend your gaze skyward. Keep lifting through your back inner thighs. You extend your Heel back, head forward, and maybe open up your embrace. Right ribs wrap even more deeply to left inner thigh. 
left outer ridge wrapped towards the floor chest is open to the whole sky. And then look down, release down, right knee to the floor. I observed with the first side, it might also be helpful not only to pad that back knee, but if you can, walk that back knee back an inch or two. Okay, hands to front thigh. Press your elbows straight, lift your chest up. Waistline back, and then look over your left shoulder, point your back toes, bend your back knee. Reach for the inside or outside of the foot, or use a strap. Either choose to stay here if this is plenty, kicking your foot into your hand as you counter that resistance by pulling your heel towards your hip. Maybe in time, keeping your chest shifting to the left and right fingertips come down. Maybe in time, if you need it, right forearm comes down to the floor. Okay, so be with your posture. Again, not being too concerned with what it looks like, but using the postures to inform an inner dialogue, a deeper understanding of what's going on in your body, on your mat today. And when you're ready, release the right foot, press back, downward facing dog. And you might recall earlier that I referred to our first push-up as a set. So here's the second piece in the set. Inhale, shift forward plank. Exhale, lower. Inhale, press up, possibly coming to knees. Exhale, hips up and back. Inhale, forward. Exhale, lower. Inhale, press. Exhale, hips back. Inhale, forward. Exhale as you lower, root your index finger knuckle. Inhale, press. Exhale, hips lead you up and back. Two more. Inhale, forward. Exhale, lower. Inhale, press. Exhale, hips up and back. Last one, best one. Inhale, forward. Exhale, lower. Inhale, press. Exhale, hips lead you up and back. Down dog. Head releases. Heels melt as kneecaps lift. Shoulders away from the ears as your hands press down and forward, root your knuckles. And then knees to the floor. Send your hips back for a brief child's pose. Um, release your head down, arms forward, return to your breath. And then as you're ready, slide your way forward onto your belly. Chin on the floor. Legs extend back one at a time. So point your toes, lift right leg, extend it, release right leg to the floor. Lift left leg, point your toes, extend the leg, release the left foot back to the floor. Press the tops of your feet into the floor strongly and then squeeze your legs together till the base of your big toes comes together. Maybe even in time you work your inner heels together. As the tops of your feet press down, engage your quads, engage your legs so much that your kneecaps start to pull away from the floor. Front of the pelvis grounds as you lengthen your tailbone towards your heels and then scoop your tailbone forward towards the earth. Interlace your fingers at your back. Point your elbows towards the ceiling and then pull them towards one another, wrapping your shoulder blades strongly onto your upper back as you extend Expand your heart. And now, inhale, peel your chin and chest away from the floor as you begin to straighten your arms. 
Reach your knuckles towards your heels. Pull your wrists eventually together. Keep your legs squeezing in and then add your legs to the equation. Inner feet together as feet lift, knees lift, thighs gradually lift. So again, think about the pose moving gradually. With the breath, inhale, lift your heart. Exhale, extend your heart back. Reach your knuckles back. Reach your toes back. Good. And exhale to release. Beautiful. Strengthening the back body. Left chin, lift cheek to the floor as you look to the right edge of your mat. Shoulders forward, arms at your sides. Big toes touch, heels widen apart. And from here, we're going to come to uh, bow pose, Dandasana, or Danyarasana, and uh, then we're going to take it onto its side. So first, um, bend your knees and flex your feet for this version. I'm familiar with two versions of this, one where you grab the outer edges of the feet, one where you grab the ankles. Today, we're going to grab the ankles with flexed feet. Already, you might be somewhat up into the pose but really accentuate the pose by kicking your ankles into your hands, allowing your shoulders to be pulled onto the back of your chest. In this version of the pose, weight rolls back. Weight rolls towards your thighs as your chest lifts higher like the maiden at the front of a ship. And then lax the pose a little, Release your feet a little to roll onto your right side, roll onto your right shoulder. So I'm doing this partially out of selfishness because I can actually do this one. Um, But it's a really nice opening for the right shoulder. So instead of making yourself do all the work, let the pressure of the earth into your right shoulder really push your right shoulder deeply onto the back of your chest, opening your chest up more. Kick your legs, keep your knees and ankles hip width distance apart. And then roll towards the center and roll onto your left. Ankles kick hands, shoulders roll back, earth presses left shoulder blade deeply onto the back of your chest. So again, try to release a little bit into that pressure of the earth against your shoulder. Everything has to be you pushing to get there. Some of it needs to be surrender. Back to center. Turn your right cheek to the floor. Roll your shoulders forward. Arms rest at your sides. Big toes touch. Heels widen apart. And again, find your breath. And then press your way back to seated. I'll just demonstrate the next little sequence that we're going to do quickly. Um, So I think it's easier if you know what's coming than if uh, you hear me saying a million instructions, not knowing where they're going. Okay, so we're going to do our um, candy cane pose, just as I had alluded to earlier on. So today, um, instead of moving from triangle pose, we're going to move from... Uh, downward dog. Actually, we're also going to uh, do this little fire hydrant pose 
before we move into um, the half moon and candy cane pose. So I'm going to open up my hip and then lunge my foot forward, step my back foot forward about a foot and a half. Make sure my front foot is, ex- er, is pointing straight forward the entire time as this foot will want to turn towards the left. So I really am going to focus on keeping the foot pointing forward as I take my hand either to a block, if you find that helpful, or right hand to the floor in front of my right foot. Shift my weight forward, lift my back leg up, stack my hips. So as I stack my hips, depending on my flexibility here, my toes are going to turn in to get that left hip on top of my right hip. So don't sacrifice this, keep the toes pointing forward and just lift that back hip as high as you can. Okay, so this is half moon, and here I would experiment with taking my gaze up. Okay, you can either choose to stay there, or the option today is to bring the knee into the chest to grab the back ankle with the top arm, and then open that up into a very similar shape that we did from our table pose before. Shoulder rolling onto the back, tailbone pushing forward as my thigh reaches towards the wall at my back. So I showed you the easier access point to that. From half moon, you can also attempt to just grab the ankle behind the hip, but it will be a little less accessible. And then we're just going to move back into the lunge and back to down dog before we do the second side. Okay, so... um, Let's try something, and if you have other variations of this that you would like to do, feel free. Okay, so come back to down dog. Press your hips up and back. Press the earth down and forward. Inhale, right leg lifts, three-legged dog. And then from your three-legged dog, pull your heel into your hip, and then begin to stack your right hip on top of your left hip. So mimicking the openness of the pelvis in half moon here. So as you come to this pose, we're going to be here for a moment, lift into your left armpit, look under your right armpit, tuck your tailbone towards the front of your pelvis as you move your right thigh towards the left wall. Lift into your left kneecap as you allow your left heel to melt deeper. Okay, then look forward and lunge the right foot forward. Step the left foot forward, keeping the right toes pointing straight ahead as you either bring your right hand to a block or to the floor, 12 to 18 inches in front of the right foot. Shift weight forward into the front leg. Slowly begin to lift the back leg using the strength of the upper inner thigh. Keep the the front toes pointing forward as you stack your left hip on top of your right hip, opening your pelvis, your ribs, your chest to the left wall. Push through your right, your left heel, extend through the crown of your head, and try to straighten your standing leg. So either take your left arm to the sky, work into your half moon pose, or if you'd like, bring your left knee into your chest, grab the outside edge of your ankle or foot, and then begin to press your left thigh towards the right wall. Tailbone extends back and scoops forward, lengthening the low spine as left shoulder is drawn deeply onto the back of your chest. So, experiment with this. And again, have that lightness of ego a little bit as you might fall out of this shape a number of times. Okay, when you're ready, release the foot if you have it. 
lunge the left foot back with some semblance of grace and press back downward facing dog. So sometimes the second side's a little easier because you kind of know what's coming. So second side, left leg lifts with an inhale. Then pull your heel to your hip. Begin to wrap your left hip on top of your right hip. As you do this, try to continue to lift through your right armpit as you look up under your left armpit. Open up across the front of your pelvis. As your left thigh presses back, your tailbone lengthens and scoops forward. Big stretch for the back of the right leg as your heel melts. Engage along the front of your right leg by lifting your kneecap. Look forward and lunge the left foot forward. Step the right foot forward, keeping the left toes pointing forward, left hand to the blocker to the floor. Shift weight forward as your right leg lightens and lifts. As the leg lifts higher, wrap the right hip on top of the left hip. Press down through your standing foot, grounding into the floor, lifting to your left kneecap, stacking your hips, stacking your ribs, stacking your shoulders. Either right arm goes to the, to the sky, maybe taking your gaze up to test your balance, or in time, maybe trying to grab the outside of your right ankle with your hand, either by reaching the hand back behind your hip or bringing the knee into the chest. Push the right thigh towards the left wall. Scoop your tailbone forward. Right, roll your right shoulder blade deeply onto the back of your chest. Again, maybe test the balance by eventually Looking skyward here. A feeling like no other, in my opinion. As you're ready, release the foot and gracefully find your way back into a lunge. Find your way back into a downward facing dog. Very nice. Hands forward, hips up and back. Feet hip width distance, ground through the knuckles of the fingers, index finger and thumb especially. Good, really nice. Okay, and then walk your hands forward, fold forward. Inhale, palms to shins, cow to the upper back. Exhale and fold. Inhale, arms bring you to standing and palms to, through heart center and arms at your sides. Okay, as promised, here's our little inversion time. So if you would like to use a wall for an inversion and you're against a mirror, then you can slide somewhere on this wall or that green wall, wherever you would feel comfortable in the room. So several options today. I'll give you that first option that I discussed that we were um, doing throughout the month of November is taking that wide-legged forward fold if you can uh, manage your head onto the floor and your arms at this 90 degree angle, just as I said, the weight is rolling forward in the feet, you're gonna continue rolling the weight forward so much so that eventually the toes lift off the floor, the legs lighten and they float overhead. So tendency in this uh, tripod headstand is for the legs to be way forward of the hips. So focusing on pressing the thighs back drawing the waistline back, knitting the ribs together, and extending the tailbone skyward as I pull my shoulders continually out of my ears. Okay, and then from there, try to come back down the same way you came in, and then uh, take some form of child's pose. 
Okay, this can also, the tripod headstand can also be practiced against the wall. Uh, a little bit of distance between the back of my head and the wall, maybe three inches. So tucking my chin to my chest, finding the crown of my head on the floor and creating this nice equilateral triangle base. So I want this nice strong base, wrists under my elbows, arms bent at 90 degrees. So I'm just gonna start by coming to a downward facing dog in this tripod headstand. And you might test it here. So if you are uh, apprehensive about the, the tripod headstand uh, because of uh, discomfort in your neck, you might try this with no arms. So if you can maintain the shape of the down dog and take your hands away from the floor, then you're probably going to be okay in your tripod headstand. If that's really iffy, then I would say just keep working here. Okay, shoulders out of my ears, one foot lifts, heels kick to the wall, legs go up, legs squeeze together, tailbone tucks, and then slowly find my balance of legs away from the wall, all the while pressing my head down, extending energy from my body into the floor as I lift my shoulders up out of my ears, and then come down when you're ready. Personally, I find that the tripod headstand cannot be, I can't maintain it as nearly as long as I can with the um, forearm headstand. And if you don't feel comfortable just in general with the neck in um, the tripod headstand, if you're getting that pain response, then go back to the forearm headstand, which we've, uh, many of you have done with me in the past, where you're creating the same equilateral triangle with your forearms on the floor and then just cupping the back of your head between your hands. So the weight is more distributed on the forearms than on the crown of the head. A forearm headstand is almost, for me, it's probably 70 to 80% of the weight in the head. So um, do something. If you'd like to just take your legs up the wall for your, um, for your uh, preferred inversion today, do that. Um, so go for it. I'll, um, I'll instruct the forearm head, the uh, tripod headstand against the wall. You can follow along with that instruction, or you can do the transition from the wide-legged to the forearm headstand, or you can do your inversion of choice. Okay, so if you're doing the tripod headstand, um, land the back of land the crown of your head on the floor, the back of your head just a few inches or even just two inches from the wall, and then. Make sure you get that nice triangular base. Wrists are shoulder width distance apart, fingertips pointing towards the wall, shoulders away from the ears as you press energy down through the crown of your head. Tuck your toes under, lift your hips up, and find that preliminary tripod headstand dog. Shoulders away from the ear, long line from the crown of the head grounding to the hips lifting up and back and see about taking your arms away from the floor. Can you maintain that shape without pressure into your hands? And then either choose to stay here. Good, looks good. Good, and then either choose to stay here. Alex, wrist back a little bit, elbows in closer. Or bend one knee, pull your heel towards your hip, use the opposite foot to kick your feet or lift your legs to the wall. Good. Good, Mary, you got it. Again, press your hands, press your head down, lift your shoulders away from your ears. And then you can just use the wall 
to lengthen your tailbone towards the sky. Good. So Alex, you're, uh, you're very much, the connection between your head and the floor is tenuous. So keep your head, keep it down. I feel like you're maybe getting a little nervous and then lifting the head up. So um, if you don't feel that you're ready today, just stay in that um, forearm uh, tripod position. Good, really nice. Elbows a little closer together, Lauren. Good, excellent. And again, if, this, if you start to get that pain response in your neck, then that's a good signal to come down out of this. Olivia, really nice. Keep working the hips up as head presses down. So just take another um, moment here. If you'd like to come up one more time, um, there'll be a little time for that. Otherwise, start to come down and we'll all meet in some for some form of um, a child's pose. So just moving from the extreme inverted position to a more mild inversion in the form of child's pose. Just re-regulating the circulation of blood, um, the, the blood pressure, and finding yourself here once more. So as um, we invite these challenges into our practice, this is really where we have that, um, <laughs> we, we start to have more um, encounters with our ego. And it becomes, sometimes it becomes less clear on what our motivations are in the postures. Are we motivated by this sense of exploration, really expanding our boundaries uh, in our bodies, the expanding the um, dialogue, deepening our perception, or are we really looking towards outcome? So there's always this idea with the yoga practice of a detachment from outcome. So it, I like to try to think of always staying curious with my practice but the longer I practice, the more I find it be beneficial that um, I continue to work at this detachment from outcome because over time, you are going to encounter so many different things with your body, so many different unexpected changes. Always the possibility that you can do something today that you couldn't do last week. Always the possibility that the opposite will happen, that... You could do something for years that now eludes you. So how do you maintain an enjoyment of your practice through all of those phases of life? And as you're ready, walk your way back up to seated. So I have one more kind of... Um, crazy fun thing to offer you guys today if you would like so you can either stay where you're at in the room or move back to where you were earlier um, but whatever wherever you land make sure there's a nice bit of space on either side of your mat because we're gonna do we're gonna uh, potentially flip our dogs now um, so we did all of this nice um opening to the front side of the pelvis in our um, in our half moon in our uh, candy cane pose 
And we did a lot of shoulder openings. So we're going to put that all together into um, moving it from fire hydrants into um, all these weird names for things, rock star into um, boat or into wheel pose. Okay, so watch me for a moment, and then we'll all try some version of this together. So from down dog, again, I'm going to lift the leg, stack the hips, and from here, going to roll to the outside of my foot, lift my hips higher, and this, this might be it. Next phase would just be to start to float the left hand up off the floor, extending the left arm by my left ear. Lift my hips, lift my chest, lift my hips, lift my chest as I turn my back toes to point to the back of my mat and land my left foot on the floor. Okay, so hips are lifted. I think this is kind of what rock star pose is. Lift my chest and begin to curl my gaze back as I curl into my upper back. And then reach, reach, reach my left hand, maybe landing my left hand on the floor, fingertips pointing towards my feet, and then once I have that, I can turn my initial hand around on the floor. So coming into wheel pose. Okay, then not thinking too much about it, flipping back around. Okay, so one thing that often happens in this, I'll show you on the other side, is the hips come up. This arm, instead of reaching, just comes back and you just come to a reverse tabletop, which is fine. But to really get into the wheel pose, you're going to have to keep reaching the arm by the ear, lifting the chest up to open up the chest. Okay, so um, have a light heart about trying this. It's, it uh, may be fun. It may be something else. Okay, <laughs> downward facing dog, and then, you know, then we're going to chill it out after this. Okay, hips lift up and back, and then left leg lifts, three-legged dog. Pull the heel to the hip, fire hydrant pose, and then roll to the outside of your right foot. Lift your hips, lift your heart, float your left hand off of the floor, reaching your arm by your ear. Lift your hips, lift your heart as you land your left foot on the floor. Point all ten toenails towards the back of your mat. Lift your heart, lift your hips, look back, curl back. Plant your left hand on the floor if possible. And then once your left hand is planted, turn your hand, other hand around. Excellent. Really nice, guys. Beautiful. Good, Mary. Keep lifting the hips. Reach. And then without thinking too much, come back. Good. Olivia, really nice. And then turn that hand, other hand around. Excellent. Honestly, this is the highest success rate I've ever had in a class. So I think uh, more people achieved it than whoever even tried it before. So um, fantastic. So that's pretty fun, huh? <laughs> um, okay. We have a second side. And if you'd like to do anything even more crazy once you get to down dog, um, you can try to walk yourself into a little circle there, in, or in, in a little circle in um, upward facing bow. So um, if you don't try that, you can laugh as somebody else tries it. Okay, so um, right leg lifts, is that correct? Yeah. And then roll to the outside of your left foot, so raise your edge of your left foot as your right hip 
lifts on top of your left, bending your heel to your hip. Lift hips, lift your heart, hips and heart lift as right arm extends along right ear. Hand comes up off the floor and then land your left foot, your right foot on the floor. Point all ten toes towards the back of your mat. As you continue to lift your heart, lift your heart, take your knees up and back, reach your right fingertips to the floor once your right hand grabs, and turn your left hand around. And then if you're going to attempt the circle, if you're going to attempt walking your uh, wheel in a circle, I suggest looking up at the sky to do that. If you'd like, flip your dog back around. That's where we're all at at this point. Fantastic. Okay, so I hope I wore you guys out because we're going to wind things down from this point on. So come to lie on your back. Get your strap, and let's end things with a nice round of Supta Padangustasana, hand to big toe pose. Extend your legs out in front of you. Ground your heels, ground your thighs, ground your head and shoulders. Bring your right knee into your chest, and either grab the foot with your right hand, or use the strap. Loop the strap around the base of your toes, your toe knuckles, holding the strap with both hands, extend your right leg straight. So first things first, extend the leg straight, reaching along the heel, pulling back the toenails towards your chest. Keep the left thigh grounded as you then begin to lift your right leg higher. First goal might be getting the right leg at 90 degrees. Once the leg comes to 90 degrees, eventually in time, begin to pull the right leg beyond 90 degrees. And as the leg nears the chest, widen your right hip away from your right armpit. So the right hip's going to tend to pull up towards the armpit, shrinking the right side. Counter that. And then my general suggestion here is you can ditch the strap if you can comfortably hold the right foot or the right big toe and keep the head and shoulders on the floor, especially at this point in practice. Try to release and relax in the upper body as we focus on the back of this right leg. Left thigh grounds the legs, rolling the the left inner thigh towards the floor as you reach through both heels. And then from here, grab the strap with the right hand, left hand either extends out to the left, or if you'd like, you can use the left hand to push the left thigh down as you wind the right leg out to the right. And again, eventually you might find the strap um, superfluous here and grab the outside of the foot or the big toe. As the leg winds out to the right, keep the left hip, the left ribs, the left shoulder wrapping back to the floor. So keep the chest open, the pelvis open to the sky. As you extend through the inseam of your right leg and contract through the right hip. So right outer hip draws in towards the pelvis and widens away from the right armpit. Find your breath, find your experience today. 
And if your experience needs to be deeper here, then continue to release the foot towards the floor and to go even deeper, begin to lift the heel higher away from your left foot. And then right leg returns to center, um, either past the foot to the left hand or past the strap to the left hand as you begin to lift your right hip off of the floor and move your right leg to the left. So I had a student comment on this posture the other day. Um, there's a few different ways to do, to move into this. So I instruct that the hip comes all the way up off of the floor, even if the right shoulder leaves the earth. So that's one way. And I also say that it, once the right shoulder has left the floor, you might try to bring it back to the earth by pressing the left elbow down and lifting the left shoulder up to get that more twisted upper body, bringing the right shoulder deeper to the floor. So um, this student who had a lot of uh, background in um, Iyengar's study told me that this in the Iyengar method, they keep the right hip on the floor and move the left leg out, the right leg out to the left. So if you'd like to try something different, please feel free. Um, if your hip is lifted, you might like to bring your right thumb to your right hip crease and just press your hip crease gently but firmly away from your face. That will give you a little bit more sensation in this posture. For me, whatever version of this pose I take, it is intense. So just, again, continue the conversation with your body, what feels best, what feels most effective. And over time, it's really uh, less about the words I'm offering and more about the intelligence that you've um, grown and developed over time to inform your own postures, to inform your practice. And as you're ready, right leg floats back to center. And one more thing here, or maybe two. Bend your left knee to the floor. Draw your right knee in towards your chest. Take hold of the outside of your right foot with your right hand inside with your left hand. Or if, if you can't reach, you can use the strap around the foot here as well. Kick your foot into your hand and begin to pull your right knee down towards the floor at the outside of your right ribs. So we're coming to a half happy baby pose. This may be enough. If you would like more, extend your left leg straight ahead. So reach your left leg straight to the top of your mat, bringing your heel first to the floor. In time, maybe the calf grounds, maybe someday the thigh, the left thigh presses to the floor as you pull the right knee down towards the earth, creating that um, constant resistance between foot pressing into hand and hand pulling knee towards the earth. And release the foot, bend the left knee once again, place the left ankle or right ankle on the left thigh, widening the right knee away as you pull the left thigh in towards your chest, moving into this um, 
threading the needle or figure four shape as it's sometimes called. You can either interlace your fingers behind your thigh or in front of your shin as your tailbone tucks away from the floor. Right shin draws in towards your chest. Right knee continues to widen away from the chest. So targeting the right outer hip here. And again, this doesn't need to be the most um, active or the most intense experience of your practice so far. Can you find the shape and just surrender to it once you've found it? Infuse the pose with breath. See how the breath changes the posture. What is the difference between an inhalation and an exhalation? And then release. Uncross the leg, extend both legs out in front of you. If the hips have gone kind of askew, line them up once more for the second side. Bring your left knee into your chest, either using the strap around your foot or grabbing the foot with your left hand and extend first the leg straight. Again, I recommend that for this point in the practice, if whether you're using a strap or not, to keep the back of your head and shoulders on the floor. And then once the leg is straight, start to move the leg first towards that goal of 90 degrees, heel straight up into the air. And then once you've achieved that, expanding your boundary slowly, gradually, bringing the leg beyond 90 degrees. And as you move past the, that boundary, really being conscious of the right thigh staying grounded, rolling towards the floor, and the left outer hip widening away from the left armpit. Notice what's going on, not only with your mind, but uh, with your body as your mind wanting to wander at this slower stage of the practice. If so, just invite your mind back to your breath. Be curious about what is going on with your body. If it's so intense that your body, your mind needs to flee your body, then back off a little bit. And now, uh, either give the foot to the left hand or the strap to the left hand as you widen your left leg out to the left. Extending your right arm along the floor to the right or using the right hand to manually ground your right thigh to the floor. Extension through the inseam of the left leg from the groin to the knee out through the foot and then a contraction into the left outer hip. Drawing the left hip in towards the pelvis and then widening it away from the left armpit as the chest stays open and broad to the sky front of the pelvis, open and broad to the sky, right thigh pressing down to ground the posture. Noticing differences between your two sides. And then left leg through center, past the left foot or the strap to the right hand as you stack the left hip on top of the right hip. Again, other option here would be to work this pose, keeping the left hip on the floor as you widen the left leg out to the right. If you've lifted the hip, good chance the left shoulder has lifted as well. Do a little work in the upper back, 
to roll the left shoulder back to the floor, keeping the chest open, keep uh, creating that little twist in the spine. Belly stays soft. And if you'd like here, using the left thumb at the left hip crease to press a firm but slow pressure of the left hip away from your face. And then whatever you're feeling, be with it. And there's not one specific thing that's correct here to feel. Maybe it's the hip, maybe it's the low back, maybe it's the outside of the leg. Just a few options and it will change over time. And as you're ready, left leg back to center. Release the strap, bend both knees, feet on the floor, square your hips, left knee into your chest, grab the inside and outside edges of your feet, press your feet into your foot into your hand, sole of the foot open to the sky, and then draw your left knee down towards the floor. Towards the floor, to the floor, inner thigh, grazing outer ribs, and either choose to stay here or extend your right leg straight to the top of your mat. First heel grounding, and then maybe calf, and then maybe thigh over time. But maintaining that pressure between foot and hand, hands pulling knee towards the earth continually. And always take the time to actually note what you're feeling and where you're feeling in each shape. And then release the foot, both, knee, both knees bend, both feet on the floor, cross your left ankle over your right thigh, and come to that same figure for thread the needle, um, pigeon, sh- pigeon shape, either hands behind the thigh, turning the heat on for the last 10 minutes of practice here. Uh, It's too too singularly focused to have it on before, I guess. Focusing on the left hip as you draw the thigh in towards your chest. Maybe eyes are closed at this point in the practice, really slowing down the breath. slowing down the um, urgency or the um, difficulty of the postures. Release your foot, uncross your legs, and draw both knees into your chest. Draw yourself into a tight space. Contract into a central point as you pull your forehead towards your knees. Tuck your chin to your chest, squeeze your legs together, tuck your tailbone towards your heels. Less and less of your back body is on the floor as you pull in and then let it go. Find your way to lying on your back for Savasana. Legs extend, heels set down as feet widen out to either side of the room. Arms at your sides, gentle angle as your palms turn to face the sky, as your shoulder blades tuck gently onto your back. As you find your way to lying on your back, close your eyes.
last several moments, or a few moments, I should say, a few minutes, I should say, to continue to arrive. Allow yourself to be present even as the practice comes to an end. Allow yourself to be present even as the body comes to rest. Of 
being here, staying present, deepening and strengthening, exploring your body and the dialogue between mind and body. So thank yourself for your efforts. Surround your mat, surround your practice with this aura of gratitude, helping you to return next time. Keep your eyes closed as you press your way back to seated. Just taking a moment to once again find that connection between body and earth, creating a long spine, open heart as you bring your palms together in front of your heart. We'll close practice with the single sound of Aum. Exhale your breath and inhale for Aum. Thank you all again for showing up, for your hard work, your focus, and your um, patience. I really appreciate getting to spend this time with all of you. Namaste.